0: I'm Danielle Houston. I'm the host of this podcast, The Checkup, and I have a special guest with me today. We are going to talk about something that it is benefits related because we are talking about wellness and we're talking about mental health. And bigger than that and tying it all together is that we're talking about kindness. I'm really excited about my guest. She is... Can I call you an expert in kindness, Michelle?
1: Oh, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> you know, my if you go back to my genetics, uh, my genetic doctor says, you know what, you have the kind gene, so maybe. Oh, all now, right. It's innate. I mean, I was. I mean, it's innate to me to be kind. Well, I'm glad because you are sharing that gift with us,
0: Dr. Michelle Robin. You're from Kansas City. Um, I was introduced to you through your social campaign that actually started in locton's founding series office which is in kansas city you've been working with our teams to roll out this campaign it's in motion and Mm -hmm. i would love for you to tell my listeners a little bit about where that campaign
1: started well, this campaign. So let, let me back up a couple of years, and I'll pull together. So so we do a lot of uh, wellness uh, initiatives throughout our community and throughout the country. And I use a model called the quadrants of well being: mechanical, chemical, energetic,al, psycho, spiritual. It's kind of like our body's like running a business. You've got operations, marketing, finance, and leadership. And so many times, people focus on maybe eating great, and but then they have poor thoughts, or they're exercising a lot. And they don't worry about what they're putting in their body, or they're praying a lot, and they don't worry about exercising any right. So what we know, um, and I would say probably my expertise is whole person health. That's what my jam is. Um, and as you, we, what we know is that when people look at their body from a whole person perspective, kind of like benefits. You know, it's not just health benefits. It's also retirement benefits. It's also dental benefits. It's life insurance benefits and financial planning benefits. So so it's it's a combination of all those things that make life more enjoyable. So that's 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 what I do in uh, a few years ago. So I have, I have four 21 day programs, one for each quadrant. I have a sleep posture, how to live a calm and peaceful life. No one wants to talk about how not to be depressed, right? But how do we have a more calm and peaceful life? And the first one is free your space, mind, body, spirit. And one of my friends, Ann Coons, came to me. It's really her idea. And she said, you know what? We need a kindness. We need 21 days of kindness. And we'll roll it out. And she said, here's what you need to do. People always love to tell me what I need to do. So I said, she said, we'll roll it out. And it'll end on World Kindness Day. And it'll kind of go and coincide with Lady Gaga. So this was, I don't know, two or three years ago. And I said, okay, Anne, fine. And she just kept telling me about it. And I had a lot going on like we all do. And so um, we did a 21 day. And we started giving that away as our bonus program. You know, I felt bad about charging people to be kind. So um, so that that's how that started. And and then here's fast forward to today. We're in this pandemic. Um, and we're, we're already in a mental health crisis before COVID-19. And we're in a further mental health crisis, and it's, 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 a, it's going to be a challenge here the next six, uh, 60 days to six months. And then we also have Black Lives Matter, we have the political climate. So your colleagues over at Lockton reached out to me in uh, June and said, you know, our people are struggling, um, would you speak for us? And I, I have a podcast called Small Changes, Big Shifts it used to have the tagline, put the odds in your favor. I think a lot of people, we got to figure out how do we put the odds in our favor? We put our seatbelt on when we're driving. That that puts the odds in our favor if we're in an accident, we're going to live. If we um, eat right and exercise and uh, have a connection to spirit, it put the, puts the odds in the favor that when shift happens to us, whether it's a divorce, an accident, a job change, we're able to thrive through that. So, um, so when the pandemic, um, came Daniel, what I kept hearing in my mind was, um, Michelle, you've got to find a rhythm to build resilience through this reset. So I did a series, um, called building rhythm and Re- rhythm and resilience, and then Locton reached out to me and said, okay, we need some resilience here. What do you recommend? So I did a talk for them and, uh, about a thousand of the associates and, um, I would say it was a home run, which is awesome. Baseball season is a world series right now. And, um, and then after that, they said, okay, what do we do now? And I said, well, if it was me, we're going into this dark season. I would probably focus on kindness because we know that the research with kindness, it releases the feel good hormones, the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin. And I don't know about you. When I do something nice for somebody or myself, it changes my chemistry and that's one way to help battle depression. And, you know, let's just say
0: too, it seems to be, you know, a little counterintuitive than might, what we may really be drawn to if we are feeling depressed or if we are feeling challenged in some ways to extend outside of ourselves and give to someone else, even though it feels like our tank might be empty. What's, what, what is the secret about kindness? And I know it's not real really a secret, but what is it about extending that from yourself
1: that triggers something so powerful? Well, I, I believe it's just, it's just the natural neurotransmitters, you know, we're, we're made of a bunch of chemistry. So our, our body, if we go back to kind of uh, an anatomy and physiology class, our body works because of the brain and our brain shoots signals down our spinal cord, out our spinal nerve. So in order for my hands to work and my heart to beat and, and my, uh, for me to have a bowel movement, that's coming from my brain through my nervous system but the brain works because of chemistry. We chemistry through what we put on our body, what we put in our body. And then, and we also through the way we think. So if I'm thinking my life's horrible, it's, it's, it's depleting me. And if I'm thinking, you know what, I'm grateful. Gratitude is probably in the top three things you could do to be well, is to look at, you know, what my fingers work, you know, five years ago, I had a bad accident and I, and I, um, broke my pelvis and my thumb and, a, and a, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And I couldn't walk for a bit. And talk about being grateful for being able to be active um, and being able to use your hands and your legs and your feet. We take for granted the, the, the capacity and the gifts we have on a day-to-day basis. Um, and what, once again, what the science shows is when you are doing positive action steps, it changes those neurotransmitters that help you navigate through life more positively. And some people have a cup half empty, you know, and those people, you got to work a little harder at it. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not a cup full person. I always say on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably about a seven. If I'm around the right people, I can go to an eight, nine, 10. If I'm around the wrong people, I go to a four, five, six. Once I, I kind of know what a four feels like and when I'm going there, I'm like, okay, you are in the wrong environment. You've got to get out of here um, else you're going to really take a nosedive. So we've got to be intentional about who we hang out with. what we
0: bring in. I mean, I find for myself personally that the things that I watch on television, the things that I scroll through in social media and the kind of people I interact with every day have this really powerful ability to either make me feel like I'm not just engaged, but I can handle whatever today brings me or the opposite, which is, oh my gosh, when is this when is this going to be different? Personally, I feel like I am craving kindness. Mm-hmm. And I think the people around
1: me are as well. You know, I think, I think you're right on. I had the privilege of being on a call with Simon Sinek yesterday. And, and I, and I loved what he said, you know, we're, we're, we're all in, we're all having trauma right now. Um, and some of us, uh, and there's a saying that we're all, we're all in this same boat together. We're not in the same, but we're all in a storm together. Everybody's in the storm of the global pandemics, you know, you know, you think about the fires and you think about the flood, the hurricanes, and there's so much going on. Um, but we're in different storms, you know, I'm, I'm not worrying about how I'm going to eat today. And I'm guessing you're not either. And I've got a roof over my head and we've got to have compassion because there's a lot of the world is worrying about that. So, um without a doubt, we're all suffering. Uh, the question is, how can we lock arms and help lift up? No, you know, no, none of this gets, gets out of here alive. So, how many people can we bring along with us and help elevate this consciousness right now? And I believe from my study, I've been in this space now for 35 years. I believe that the best way to do it is to be kind and be in the word kindness means generous if you look up the dictionary. And so we got to be generous with our time. We got to be generous with our, our words, generous with the, the extra we have right now. Um, And we, we don't know what next year looks like. We don't know what the next 10 years look like. And I believe that most of us would have never thought we were going to be doing this a year from now. You know, I want to share with you, you, you're, you're doing the kindness campaign and we have a kindness deck. Let me see if I can show it to you here. So here's the kindness deck. Yes. So it has it has all the quotes and it has all the acts of kindness on the back. Um, you know, online people are able to do it. It's a free campaign and and because of our good friends at Lockton, and they're what what they're also able to do is start to figure out what's their jam. And I'm not sure if you you downloaded the sheet that says how did this feel, right? Yes. So there's a worksheet that goes with it, one pager, not not super hard. And I know some people think I want no need one more thing to do. Well, I contend if you will spend. Just two or three minutes absorbing this concept in the morning. It comes out at seven a.m., and you can say, "Okay, what? Let me let me look for the space places today where I can do this." So, so I want to just read a quote because you kind of touched on this a little bit, and I'll tell you a story about it. So, hang on, there it is. So this is on day five. What day are you on right now? Uh, Seven. Okay, so because today's day eight, so you're on day seven. So your kindness act today was think positive thoughts. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's, let's, go, let's go to day five first, because I've got a story here, which we'll talk about this whole why it's so important. So today, day five's quote was, too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. That's by Leo Biscaglia. And I don't know about you, but I remember um, in college, I read Leo Biscaglia's book. It's called Love. He's a professor, was a professor at um, either USC or UCLA, I don't remember, but in Southern California. And he tells a story of a young person who wrote basically their suicide note. And they said, if somebody smiles at them on the way to the bridge, they wouldn't jump. Okay, they jumped. And you think, how many people, I get chills telling you, how many people did that person come across that could have made a difference in that person's life? You know, and um, and I think about that. I, I read that book over thirty years ago, and um, and I've never forgot that. And so when I look at people, we're so caught up in roles. You know, whether you're a, a CEO or you're a doctor or you're a, a clerk. But what about? We're just all humans. Right. It's it's and my friend Sonia Shoket says it's it's not role to role. It's soul to soul. Mm-hmm. And how do we help each other navigate? these, these times and not just these times, but but it just day to day throughout life. So, so I love that. And that act of kindness was smile or wave to a neighbor. And it's been fun hearing the stories. People have been sending me their stories of things that have been happening. And they're like, you know, I got this new neighbor and, and I hadn't even taken time to meet them yet. And, and I'm now I'm taking time to meet them or, you know, my neighbor's working, they're, they're a first responder and, and I'm helping let their dog out. There's just so many little things we could do that'll help people. You know, let's just do another one real quick. And um, this is, uh, this is a great, great story. This is day seven, the day you're on right now, right? Our greatest freedom is the freedom to choose our attitude. Mm. We have, we have a choice and that's by Viktor Frankl and the act today. And, and I got this from uh, I do a podcast, as you know, small changes, big shifts I just came off an interview and um, I got a chance to interview Dr. Amit Sood, and he's was at Mayo. I'm not sure if was at Mayo still now, but he was at Mayo clinic. And, and we were talking about, he would walk down the hallways. And so many times we're doing this now, right? We're always looking at our phone instead of really looking at people. Yes. You know? And so he would, what I heard from him, I'm not sure if this is the way he said it, Danielle, but he said, he would say I'd walk down the hallway and if he saw you, he would bless you. Hmm. You know, can you imagine people are walking around saying, you know what, I wish the best for you. I see you. I appreciate you. You go, girl. You got this." Even if they don't say it. But what if I'm walking by you and I'm sprinkling, sprinkling that goodness all over you? So that was a podcast I did about, oh, I don't know, three years ago or so. And it's a podcast that lives in me every day. And by the way, he's going to be on the podcast on um, the 28th. I reached out to him and he's going to be on the show again because I told him how profound that was. And it's one of my favorite shows that we did. And so you and I, and I have another story. I got to tell you one more story than not. Well, actually, I'll let you. You want to hear no, one more story?
0: Tell me your stories. These okay, well,
1: I'm, I'm just exactly. listening to my spirit and, and then I'll let you take it back over. But um, I'm thinking about another story. And this is one of my other favorite podcasts. Um, and I've and I've, I've only I've only probably interviewed a handful of people multiple times. And, um, one was Amit Su. This will, I think be his third time on the show. Uh, my friend, Frank Ferrante, who had a life-changing experience through people teaching him to love himself. Um, my friend Tess Masters, the blender girl. Um, and then another guy named Paul Young. Have you heard of the name Paul Young? Does that name ring a bell? It does not. He might be in your, he might be in your hood. Actually. I think he's from Oregon. Oh, you're in Seattle. You're not in Oregon. It's close. Okay. The last part of my last podcast was with somebody from Oregon. So Paul wrote a book called The Shack. Have you heard of the book, The Shack?
0: Yes. Have you read, read The Shack?
1: Read it. Uh, it changed me. It, it, exactly. It changed. I can tell you exactly where I was at June, July 3rd, 20, 2006, reading that book, The Shack. Yes. And um, powerful book. And yes. so um, I got a chance to meet Paul actually seven years ago this week. And um, and Paul Paul was working three jobs and, his, and you I, people want to go back and listen to his story. If you haven't heard it, you can go to our podcast, Small Change and Big Shifts, type in Paul Young. But what was interesting, um, his story is phenomenal. But Paul was working three jobs. His wife said to him on Christmas, why don't you write a book for the kids? Why don't you write them a story? Because we don't have money to give them gifts. And so that's what he did on the train. And he wrote this book called The Shack. He really didn't have the money to print the book The Shack. And um, oddly enough, some guy had had a a moment in his heart where he felt called to give money to somebody for the holidays that year. And so he asked his buddies, I feel this yearning to to give somebody some money this year for the holidays. Do you know somebody in need? They said, yeah, go to this house on this street and and these guys are in need. And it was Paul's house. And the guy slipped five crisp $20 bills, however he gave it to him. And I'm not sure how, but they got the 520s and and it was around Christmas Eve and they woke up and, and they had these fresh 520s. Okay. So they went and bought some things that they needed for their uh, Christmas meal. And then um, they went to Kinko's and printed like 20 copies. The facts may not be all there, but this is just the story. Um, They printed printed 20 copies of the the book, The Shack and gave it to family members and it became a a world phenomenon book. Interesting Mm -hmm. enough, that person followed their, their wisdom to do that. Years later, um, a a country gave, they said, they called Paul and said, hey, we're going to make your book of the year for our country and we're going to come to the States and we're going to share your story. Uh, We just need you to get the film crew. We'll bring a producer. And and you'll have to listen to the podcast to get the whole story. But the person who gave him the 20s ended up filming the story. Wow. So, so what, what, what I want our listeners to know today is you never know where your goodness is going to, how it's going to shift the world. Can you imagine that, that book that is changing people's lives, sold millions of copies around the world is because somebody was kind yeah. and, and gave from their heart. So, so, so many stories like that. So when I think about kindness, I just think about all the ways it sh- has shown up in my life. You know, I grew up in poverty. People were kind to me along the way. And here I am having a fan, a, a, an amazing life. It's, it's not as amazing as some people I know, but I'm telling you, it's way more amazing than I thought it was gonna be. Oh.
0: Amen. I think that, um, you know, perhaps I'm so drawn to your story and I've listened to your podcast, a few of your episodes, and now I'm going to want to go back. But, you know, I think the draw of kindness in this campaign, you know, is at least speaking to me because I, too, would say I'm a product of other people's kindness You know, where I started in my own life and, you know, to where I'm at today, you know, statistics would say that I I shouldn't, I shouldn't be here. I was a teenager and a mom and I started out my life working two jobs. And the fact that um, I sit in a place today of having you know, a wonderful career and I own my own home and I have wonderful children who are now grown. So many things about my life would never, ever have been possible had people not seen me, whether it was in my workplace or in my neighborhood and my church, those were all places where people paused with kindness. Some gestures small, some much larger. So it is so true, um, you know, how we can impact and change people. You may never, ever get to know how, how big it actually was. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. I totally agree with you. So one of the things I love about your podcast, I noticed that there is a real theme of asking questions of people. And there's one in particular that I really... We love that you always ask. And it I believe you coin it, um, what's, your, what's your medicine? And I want to say first, I think everyone should ask themselves this question because it is a question that if you really think on it and identify it, wow, how, how much can you impact your circle? Um, but would you share with
1: us what's your medicine? Well, you know, first of all, I got to tell you how that came about. So, and I'm going to break, break it to you a little bit. So, um, at the end of the campaign, day 31 is about, um, what's your medicine? Oh, I skipped ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's important to know, and that's why we we that's why my team. um, I'm gonna give a shout out to my team Desiree and Zach and Emily and Bailey and um, Emily. My I got two Emilys that have helped with this whole campaign. Is that um, they heard me talk about what's your medicine? And so many of us are judging ourselves against somebody else. You know what? You can afford to send flowers. You can uh, afford to take a meal. You can afford to take a day off and go with somebody to get chemotherapy. And what I realized during my accident um, is that um, I was so blessed. You know, I came to Kansas City knowing one family um, in 1988 and came here to go to chiropractic school. And I have a phenomenal tribe. And it goes to my medicine, by the way. And so um, I had a lot of people reach out. I mean, literally within, with, actually one of my patients actually saw, drove past me on the accident because I was on my bike where I got hit by a car. I was on the ground. They're like, oh my God, there's my doctor. And, um, and then, uh, and it just went people, the minute that happened with social media now, people, okay, what's going on with Michelle? And I'm part of this Women Who Means Business group, which Teresa, the, Teresa uh, Martin and uh, several in employees are part of that. And, um, and they just started showing up. And Daniel, and that's part of life. Is you got to show up. If you if you are wondering why you don't have the life that you want to have, is because you don't show up. And so they started showing up. They were bringing me food. They were bringing me. They, they would they would uh, take me to physical therapy. They would uh, donate gift cards, whatever they could do. And what I realized is I, I felt guilty. I felt like I wasn't enough because I wasn't the friend that could say, you know what, I'll take you to chemotherapy today. I have a life. I'm a physician. So it's hard for me to say, you know what, I'm going to go take care of these one and leave the other 40 at home. I mean, it's kind of like the sheep, what right? And so um, after this process, I realized, you know what, I have my own medicine. My, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good cheerleader for people. I, I, I do free consults every day. You know, I did one today. Somebody, I need some advice. Whether my, my kid is struggling, I'm struggling, my company's struggling. Um, part of it is connecting to resources. So my secret sauce is I'm a people collector. So if you said to me, Michelle, I'm needing somebody that, I need a plumber. I'd say, okay, well, here's three choices for you. I just, I, I need a, a medical, I need an endocrinologist. Well, here's three choices for you. So that's, but I learned that it's okay. That can be my medicine. I also learned I've had friends that have COVID. And, um, and so I would take them uh, some supplements to help maybe some zinc or some vitamin C or vitamin D or some bone broth. And I would leave it on their porch or, and totally transparent. Sometimes my assistant would take it because I didn't have time to take it. And so what's your medicine is what, what is yours to do without comparing yourself to anybody else? if that makes sense. Did I do yep. an okay job explaining that? I think you did
0: a fantastic job. It's really a beautiful description of the fact that it we are all part of a village and you cannot get through this life. You cannot get through a year like COVID or really any other year without the locking of arms, and being part of a community of people, no matter what that community looks like.
1: We're, we, yeah, we're all in this together. And I just think about that, the, you've seen the pictures where the people are just locking arms together and, and it, we got to lock arms for our future generations. Um, if, if, if people, if, if you have a, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, a child period, um, I look at it with that, that view. You know, if I was just worried about Michelle Robin, you know, I've lived, I've lived my life. I've, I've lived a good life. I'm in my fifties. If I die tonight, I'm okay. Right? right. I feel like that's God's will for my life. But, but what about our kids who need to see a different world full of hope and full of healing and full, full of um, possibilities instead of the fear and the uncertainty. So um, what motivates me is, is these young people. That's what motivates me to to stay in the game.
0: You have some wonderful resources on your website, things that come back to these quadrants, these four quadrants. Mm -hmm. So if people really want to be able to learn more and get some really practical tips on improving these quadrants of health, listening to your podcast, which know if anybody does need a dose of hope and optimism you are delivering that on your podcast small changes big shifts Mm -hmm. right um i'm happy to link to those two um, on this episode because i think it is important that we link arms together between kansas city and seattle and places in between to give people some optimism, you're really not alone. And there really are some powerful ways that you can change someone else's moment today, which will automatically just change your own moment as well. I I love how closely linked that is together. And if an employer wants to connect with you, you know, you talked about speaking with Lockton and sharing your time with our associates. How can an employer connect with you as well?
1: It's really easy. If they just go to the small changes, big shifts website, there'll be a contact there and they can contact me and then our team will take it from there. And and I I love that. I love, I love teaching. It's so, we just have to infuse people with hope and you know, on the podcast, there's four things we like to do celebrate, guide, connect, and provide hope. And, um, they're just saying with, with, without hope that people perish, and so we need to we need to really be instilling hope in people. And this is the, this is the season, right? We're in the yeah. holi- we're in the holiday season, not holidays. For those people, here's my last tip of of the show is is you know we're going into the holidays. It's it's a it's a whether you celebrate Kwanzaa or Hanukkah, it's it's a it's it's a limited amount of time. It's not 60 days free for all. Okay, so try to celebrate the days and don't go 60 days totally off the rails because we've been off the rails all year. A lot of people have dial yeah. it back in, take yeah. control. Let's, let's put 2020 to bed with feeling great. Yeah, um, You still got time. Yes.
0: Let's control the things we can control and let the rest of it get in our rear view. Man, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, I am so thankful for your time today. You have Been a blessing. And I know that people who listen to this episode will also be inspired with hope. It is not too late to join the kindness campaign either. And plus, even when the 21 days are over, come on, this world needs your kindness. We all need your kindness. So let's share it with one another. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Checkup. And I invite you to subscribe, follow, and be sure to check out Small Changes. Shift podcast as well. Take good care.